This After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Wendy Presser at Magical Journeys Travel is proud to be a sponsor of the After Dark Podcast Network. Whether you've been to Disney one or a hundred times, there's still lots of planning involved. Let Wendy be the one on at midnight when your window opens to get that Be Our Guest reservation, or that covers with Anna and Elsa Fastpass for your own princess. Mention that you heard this ad on one of our podcasts and get $25 off your deposit with any trip package. Be sure to ask about her generous onboard credits for Disney Cruise Lines as well. Find her on Twitter at WPMagicJourneys or WPMagicJourneys.com. Warning. This show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Thank you very much. Um, we decided to, well, actually, I decided to uh, split this episode into two. So this is still Disaster Dark, and it's still our D twenty three Hangover special. Um, but we wanted to just have a a break between the episodes, um, where Paul brought up a very good uh, point that we hadn't mentioned so far, which was some of the changes to hotels over in uh, the Magic Kingdom. And, well, and Walt Disney World itself, more specifically, I suppose, Mr. D. That's right, yep. Um, so what you mentioned there was uh, the Disney Skyliner. Yeah, yeah, I think this, to me, this, I like the sound of this. Um, I mean, now, it's a pretty simple thing. It's quite, In some ways, it's retro, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. But, and I, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit before, Um uh, well, it, well, in fact, we even talked about the other week when we were talking about what new lands were coming to Epcot and how yep. big Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be. Um, and so it turned out that it was part of this expansion. Um, so just in case you're, you, you know, those are not aware, um, these are... Well, what is it exactly? I mean, they, they, they kind of describe them as uh, Skyliner gondolas. Yeah, so it's, it's like a... It's like a, well, they, they, I mean, they used to have a smaller version in the Magic Kingdom, didn't they? They had a like a cable yes. car. Yes, is, is, is what That's, it's like. But this is a, yes, on a much cars. bigger scale. That was it. I couldn't so that, think of what it was, but yeah, cable car sums it up quite well. Yeah, so this is going to be it's going to be themed, you know, Disney Disney themed, 
but it's going to be quite extensive. It's going to join up studios, Pop Century, Caribbean Beach, and Epcot. So it's going to be a network of cable cars um, that will connect those different points up. So quite a big deal. I mean, obviously, great views of Epcot, studios, um, some of the resort areas like the Boardwalk. Um, you know, I would imagine you'll get good views of Yacht and Beach, Swan and Dolphin, Boardwalk itself, um, Caribbean Beach, and uh, Art of Animation, Pop Century, uh, and then, you know, all the areas in between. So should be a, a fun transportation system, I think, a bit, of a, a bit of an attraction and a bit of a transportation system in one. Now, I mean, in London recently, we got our own kind of version of this called the Emirates Airway, which I don't know, has anyone actually been on the Emirates? No. No. Um, I've not either, actually, um, but it's it sounds fairly similar, except, of course, that goes across uh, the River Thames from one side of London to the other. Um, this is obviously going over the results. Do we think the with this, because, you know, let's be honest as well, this is going to provide access to Hollywood Studios from Pop Century um, and Caribbean Beach Resort. Mm -hmm. Do we think that because that will add another layer of transportation from those resorts, that that could increase the price? Bearing in mind that Pop is obviously one of the uh, cheapest resorts on property. There there has been talk that the the broad way that they're set out at the moment with the value moderate and, and deluxe, that will start to disperse and it will be kind of just one run. So you'll have ones that are on certain different transports will be slightly higher in that that category. So they aren't kind of classed as like pop century won't be classed as a value anymore. And they'll just kind of be in a run depending on what they've got to them. See, I, I mean, I I kind of get it, but my concern with that is that, and I know that they, they're currently remodelling Pop Century at the moment, but it's still a basic result. It's still a basic room compared to a lot of the others. They Generally, they're smaller rooms. They have less facilities inside those rooms. There's a reason why, you know, results have, uh, you know, Michelin stars or whatever. Um, not, not. I mean, obviously Disney had their own system, but what I mean is, is that it, you know, the rooms are gauged on their their value based on what you get for your money. Um, yeah. And if you're basically saying to somebody, you can stay in a a travel lodge, but because you've got this additional way of uh, getting into one of the parks, we're going to charge you a lot of money. We're going to charge you more money for it. That doesn't sit well with me. But but typically, you would pay more for Pop Century than than say the All Stars. And really? I, think, I think, yeah, yeah. And the premium, I think, is because of the location. Mm. Mm. I mean, obviously, it's a slightly newer resort than the All Stars. Yeah. But when you look at it on a satellite photograph, it is very close to the studios and Epcot. And wasn't there, wasn't there some discussion about or rumours about uh, Caribbean Beach being kind of upgraded to be more of a more of a deluxe? Because 
I don't, well, it's a big moderate, but it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't get great reviews. That's now changed due to the fact of another announcement that was made at D23 with the addition of the 15th DVC Hotel, mm. which is now going on the land that they've taken from Caribbean Beach Resort. Yeah. Is this the Riviera? Is it called Riviera? Yes. Right. Yeah. It's, it's being partially built on the land that was Barbados at Caribbean Beach Resort. So, so you know, in, in a sense, though, you just wonder, because somebody's done, like, a... An impression on a on a satellite photograph. I got it from WDW Magic, just to be, just to give credit where credit's due. But you know, there's a there's like a hub um, in Caribbean Beach, um, and I guess you sort of wonder whether that hub would serve, you know, the two resorts as the as they will be. And then same for Pop Century, because obviously Pop Century is. Is kind of connected to art of animation, so all all four of those resorts potentially would have reasonably quick access to the Skyliner network. So yeah, again, no, I agree there. I think it's it's definitely going to put these these hotels at a different level. Yeah, and I think some of it is due to the fact that possibly it will make people change where they're staying. Mm-hmm. It will spread out the visitors, rather than everybody going, say, Port Orleans, some of those people will now go to Caribbean Beach because they can get on that. And the same with Pop Century, rather than going to movies or sport because they're a little bit cheaper, they'll go to Pop Century because of the access to this transport. Yeah. Yeah, because it's quite... I mean, I didn't realise that. I actually thought Pop was the cheapest, probably cheaper than the the All-Star results. Um, um, it's kind of interesting. I mean, although although we talk about value, moderate, and, and deluxe, really there's there's lots of shades of grey in there. Mm. You know, so Pop Century is typically a little bit more than than the others, and then even within the moderates, there, there seems to be a slight tearing, um, and same with the deluxes. So, yeah, obviously, Grand Floridian is different from Contemporary Polynesian, which is different from Animal Kingdom and Wilderness. Um, so I don't think Disney, I don't think Disney's got a problem with that. Mm, I think they'll right. just charge you what they think they can they can get. Interesting. I, I think they're just trying to blur those lines now. Yeah. Between the the categories. Amanda, have you um, have you stayed at Pop Century at all? Nope. Honestly, if I was going to stay on Tire Disney, which I I never have, if I was going to, I think that I'd want to go all out, really. See, I mean, I thought I stayed at uh, Pop Century because it was the cheapest. The missus got it, I didn't didn't realise. Yeah, there's not a massive difference, but... Mm. Typically, you know, you'd, you'd pay a couple of hundred quid extra for on a two-week holiday. You'd pay maybe yeah, which is two, three hundred quid extra. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, I, I did really like um, Pop Century. I, I, I like the theme of it. I thought it was quite a nice resort to be on, but I, I thought the hotel rooms were quite basic. And I mean, the yeah. thing is, like, I don't mind that because to me, I'm only going into a room to sleep. I don't, yeah. I don't spend time you know the idea is that you know we get some sleep we get up we go straight out we're out nearly all day 
Um, so as long as the room's clean, I don't really care too much what's in it. But um, yeah, I just, I just wonder if they if they might try and change the pricing because, like you know, that's it. If you if you get an additional way of getting into the parks, bearing in mind how hard the buses can be to get on sometimes, um, this would give you another way of getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you would expect there to be a, a change because of it, but that's uh, that's interesting. Did they did they announce any timelines for that? At all? No, but they've already started building. Mm. The international gateway has already got all the the hoardings up to put the the entrance in for the skyliner. So that'll start going up very shortly, I would imagine. I love how each of the cars are themed. So, like, you've got Haunted Mansion Mine, you've got the Mickey and Minnie, like, the, the short version of Mickey and Minnie, regular Mickey and Minnie, and Donald and Goofy so mm. far. I love that. I think that's really cute. Yeah, it be interesting to know how many they're going to have in total. Mm-hmm. I imagine that they're going to have to have an awful lot if they're serviced in each of those resorts and then go into Hollywood Studios and Epcot as well. And it's also, as well, like what the capacity is going to be like. Because, in principle, it's a good idea, but it could be that um, it just doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a really interesting idea. I've got to be honest, I'm, I like the idea of it. I'm, I'm really kind of intrigued by it but I'm also a bit surprised because I can't imagine it being like a mass transit system you know you've got to get on you've got to get off you'll have ECVs that you've got to get on and off wheelchair access you know well that's so, what I mean I think I think uh, in London they they stop them for a, a couple of minutes when there's they've got to do a change like that otherwise they just move really really slowly yeah, at a docking station, so people are able to kind of get on and get off. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously, we should um, we should know more as it as it kind of goes on. Um, now you mentioned there, Paul, if I'm correct, um, and again, I've had a bit more gin than I was expecting, so that <laughs> might cloud my judgment a little bit. Um, but I'm pretty sure you said there something about mass transit. With with regards well, to the the cable cars, the gondolas. Um, well, I might have used that term, but yeah, but yeah it is it is a a transit system well, to get between. They announced another transit system. Did they? Uh, they did. They announced uh, mini vans. So that's not mass. That's mini. But it's transit. <laughs> it is. I bet they. I bet they glorify transit vans. No, did anyone see these? Yeah. So. Um, they've got and they are called mini vans, aren't they? Just spelt yeah, mini yeah. as in mouse. Um, I thought that's so cute. It is, it is. Um, they're and not vans though. They're what? They're not vans though. Mm, they're more people. In, carriers, in the American sense, yeah, yeah, they're more people carriers. Um, yeah. but this is this has been described as like an Uber-like system. For Walt yeah. Disney World, so is this a bit like a a further up version of the um, the, the buses that they were trialling a few months ago? 
Yeah, it's, it's the, like, the, very the express, similar. Yeah, the express. What were they called? Were they called express buses or something? Express transportation. I think it was, right. yeah. it was called. Now these um, obviously they, things are mini mouse, so that's already yeah. a plus one. They will take you anywhere on property. Mm. So between hotels to parks. Um, but I've read somewhere that it's a, a flat twenty dollar charge, no matter where you're going. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Twenty dollars per trip. I'm yeah. saying that to to be fair, I mean, even getting around the resort, twenty dollars is you know, it probably sounds about right to get you from one part of the resort to another. I mean, I think it would cost a I mean, back you know, five years ago or whatever, but I think it was about twenty twenty just over twenty dollars for us to get from um Disney to like from downtown Disney as it was then back to iDrive. Mm-hmm. So twenty dollars flat fee probably sounds about right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that's per vehicle, isn't it? So it's, yeah. it, that's up to eight people. Yeah. So yeah, even if it's like two families, you know, you split it between four. It's not that much. But I wonder how they're going to get around because I mean, is there not a danger of there being congestion? Are they going to have like special paths that they can travel on, or uh, the only thing I can assume is that they're going to be allowed to go backstage? Mm. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Same as the buses. Mm. Yeah. But apparently, yeah. they are also going to become self-driving uh, at some point. Uh... At the moment, yeah. At the moment, they're not. They're, you've still got a, a driver. But um, next year, when Honda take over the contract, apparently, they will be self-driving. It's yeah. like Tomorrowland Speedway all over again. <laughs> yeah, something like that. We just can't get away from this concept. No, 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 it's true. But yeah, I, mean, I think it's a cute little idea. It starts this month. It started today. Oh, today, was it? Wow. Yeah, they started it, started it from the boardwalk today. Mm-hmm. Wow. I've seen pictures of, at the moment, the, the cars are currently Chevrolet, but the, the contract is with Honda. Once it becomes, once it becomes Skynet next year, that'd be funny. I wonder how much. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder how much they sell off those. That the uh, when Honda take over the Chevy ones with the big sports. I wonder what they'll be worth on the on the second hand market. Probably not much to be honest, because surely it's only wrap. Yeah, probably. So you could probably do it yourself if you wanted to, as long as Disney didn't find out, of course, and try and sue you. Like every single ice cream man in the UK. That's right, exactly, yeah. I'm the real Mickey Mouse on this ice cream van. Um, I Oh, actually, there is, one, there is one last thing that we haven't talked about yet in this, in this kind of part of, of the topic of conversation, which is the one piece of Disneyland Paris news that came out of D23. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I think it's great that the Walt Disney Company have now bought Disneyland Paris and mm. they decided to announce one thing about it at D23, other than the fact, of course, that it was taking Ratatouille to America. Um, so they've obviously been um, doing quite a lot of renovations on their hotels of late um, with uh, the budget hotels, the Santa Fe and the Cheyenne being done you know, kind of recently um, and, the Newport Bay. and the Newport Bay last year 
Um, and the next one on the agenda is the Hotel New York, which they've said for a while, haven't they? And they've already started yeah. um, doing some of the renovations on the upper floors of what it's going to look like. But what was announced, which hadn't been announced previously, is that the hotel itself is actually going to be themed. Now, the hotels... Uh, well, some of the hotels have a bit of a theme already, don't they? Including, yeah. you said, the Cheyenne with the Toy Story that was put in last last year. But that's only in the rooms. So the actual hotels themselves still look exactly the same. Um, it's just small touches around the grounds, but it's mainly the interiors of the rooms that have changed. But the Hotel New York is going to be a Marvel resort. Which I think will probably be the, the first Marvel hotel in the world. Yeah. I think. It's called The Art of Marvel, isn't it? So yeah. I think it's still going to be called The Hotel New York, but it's subtitled, so it's going to be The Art of Marvel. Um, and what we saw in the concept art of that was um, in the in the kind of lobby area, I suppose, uh, was some of Iron Man's suits. That sounds cool. Yeah. The concept art for it does look good, to be fair. Um, it was only the lobby they were kind of showing off but um, to be honest it didn't look like it was going to change too much No, what that, it looks like now yeah the description was that it's going to be based on a modern New York art gallery but hmm. filled with superhero artefacts instead of paintings nice okay I like that that sounds quite cool actually um, but yeah they, they definitely showed in the artist impressions some of the Iron Man suits, because, I mean, there's, what, 87 Iron Man suits at the moment? Or can't something. remember what mark is on now. Too, too bloody many, is what I yeah. say. Way too many. Um, but either, either way, it's um, I think it's good, and I think it will bring a bit of life to the, the Hotel New York. Um, it's always been a bit of a popular hotel, but I think it just looks a bit tired. And I think yeah, a, a theme like that will really... Yeah bring people to it it's become the convention hotel mm. for now it's it's not really somewhere that people stay they either stay in a refurb Newport Bay or they take the next step up and go to the, the Disneyland at the moment mm. yeah I, I, I agree um, I mean obviously Newport Bay has its convention centres but you don't tend to, uh, you know people used to stay at the New York but you hear less and less people staying at the New York when I tried to go in, in the, the other week, they they stopped me from going in. Said, "Oh, it's it's private today." What? Uh, what? Yeah, couldn't go in. Wow. And it was weirdly that was the day that Disney announced they'd bought the company. <laughs> so they bought the park, and I wonder whether there was people in there sorting right. something out. Yeah. Yeah, possibly makes sense. Because it was all. I think it was also the day that people started getting the pictures of the the new corridors. Mm. so I, I think it was possible that there was something business related going on right I get you because I've never heard that ever no no wouldn't even let me step foot in the in the lobby yeah that's that's incredible I mean I always wondered if that was what was going to happen if I tried to walk into the Disneyland hotel yeah especially um, with how I look um, and how I sound, obviously, like a Cockney wide boy. Um, but no, they'd even let me into the Disneyland Hotel with no questions asked. Um, 
so yeah that that's that's quite amazing actually they've done that but um yeah no i think it'll be good i think it'll be a really good uh look for it and i think it will um yeah really give people something to consider because you know i think you get two types of people that book holidays to disneyland paris you get those that want to you know book for the first time and will just go for something that seems quite cheap or looks okay on the brochure or you'll get people that will book it based on what the hotel has to offer and what the theming of the hotel is um and if you see that the the hotel is themed around marvel that could really sway your decision to stay there you know i know people that have stayed at the santa fe because of here you know me saying it's based around cars so and and having a kid that's uh, you know really obsessed with cars so um yeah, I think I think that'll be good for uh, the New York. Yeah. So that was everything to do. I think that was everything to do at least with parks and resorts. Yeah. Um, and did they actually do anything on Sunday? At there wasn't really anything major. Alan Menken formed a couple of times. Mm. Um. And then obviously the the smaller panels. I know there was the history of Imagineers. I think was on one of the stages. Um, but yeah, there was. It wasn't any of the major announcements on the Sunday. Right. Okay, that makes sense. So I, th- I thought that was the case, but I wasn't entirely sure. Um, okay. So Friday was kind of uh, a big movie day. Yeah. Wasn't it before we? Before we jump on the movies, yes, we, you know, because that'll be a big, big topic. I think um, there's a little one that we could maybe cap off the on top of the parts because it connects to the parts, and that's the uh, cruise line. Yes, yeah. So they announced um, they're instead of building two new ships, which they'd previously announced, there's actually going to be three new ships. So that's going to bring the fleet to seven. So they must be doing really well for themselves then. Yeah. Like the, the cruise, you know, I mean, not just Disney in general, but the cruise, the cruise lines. To build yeah. another one. Okay. And you got to believe that, you know, I mean, where are they going to put these extra three ships? Um, Is that what one of them called about, the Believe? It may be. I yeah. mean, they're all based on how you feel when you go to Disney. So you've got the Wonder, the Magic, the Dream the fantasy so these new ones could be the poor the financially distressed yeah yeah the um, hot and sweaty yeah socially dysfunctional family at the end of the two-week holiday that's quite a long one to paint on the side of the ship i'll give you that yeah um so yeah answers on a postcard (laughs) should be a good uh, listener competition I read somewhere that they now have it's a case of having one ship for all seven seas, and that's why they've done it. I thought seven seas was just some vitamins you bought in the UK. I didn't realise it was anything else. What a queen record! <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, well that's, that's that's good. I mean, I've still not been on Disney cruise myself, but I was um, looking today. Was you really? <laughs> yeah, I was look- I was looking at the European ones, and then realised that I could actually get the uh, the boat back to New York from Dover for eleven days for cheaper than one of the European five day cruises. Really? 
Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the repositioning cruises, yeah? Yeah. So they have to do it. So Yeah, they got to do it. So. Quite good if you quite good if you want to, you know, if you want to travel at that time of the year. Yeah. So is, so what? So is that a Disney cruise that has to turn back to go to America? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, at the beginning of the summer and the end of the summer when they bring the ship over, you know, it's a it's a transatlantic cruise, so you can get quite a good deal. Wow. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see where the um, where they put these new ships and. And what new features are on them? Because the last two ships had some really pretty revolutionary features, didn't they? With the and water slides. The other, and, yeah, yeah, and now the other two have been upgraded, haven't they? As well. Yeah, so they've, yeah. They've Virtual got a load of new stuff. Holes well. and stuff. Yeah. Um, so do you, do you think then that there might be one that's permanently moored in Europe? Is that what you're saying? I don't know if it'd be all year round, but you know, I they, think they could they could leave one in the Mediterranean. Yeah, probably. I mean, Royal Caribbean and other cruise lines have have gotten certainly most of the year, if not all of the year. So mm-hmm. yeah, could you could always shift it, you know, during the winter if if they needed to. But it was never guaranteed. Although the ships have been here most year, I think there was a year or two where they they didn't bring a ship over. Yeah, there have been there have been years when they haven't. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, this would pretty much guarantee that you know it would be a, a schedule every year. I would have thought. Mm. And hopefully, bring the prices down. Yeah. So mm. I tell you what, before we go on to the, the movie panel and everything like that, um, mm-hmm. you did say earlier, Paul, that you had gone to see Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yesterday. No, obviously, I've done a review with mm-hmm. P Dubs about it, and P Dubs uh, with Strike has released these episodes today. Um, so what did you think of Spider-Man? Well, obviously, Amanda hasn't seen it, so I won't, I won't give any spoilers. It's all um, right. Um, a, a note to, to listeners, um, because you wouldn't notice because of the power of editing, but Amanda's actually um, had to drop off. Ah, right, because okay. Because we've been, we've been on for far too long. Sure, sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I did like it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was, I thought it was good fun. Um I quite liked, uh, what's his name? Is it Tom? Holland. Tom Holland, Holland yeah. yeah. Um, I thought he was, he was good, you know, pretty, pretty good in the part. I, I don't know, I just, I didn't love it as much as previous Spider-Man films. I mean, really? I like, okay. yeah, yeah. I still like the Tobey Maguire ones. Um, maybe not everybody's cup of tea. Not so much the Andrew Garfield ones, although they were okay, but, um, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe I, I just thought it was a bit late. I mean, it was more of a teen movie because obviously that's that's his age and he's fourteen, I think, in the film. Um, so I liked it. I thought it was good. Thought it was fun. Um, I prefer um, kind of superhero movies to have a little bit of a harder edge to them, I suppose. And mm. uh, so that's just my personal taste, I guess. I think it really depends as well on on how you ha- like what your Spider Man is. Yeah, like my Spider Man, like th- this this version of Spider Man to me was the Spider Man that I grew up with. So he was a Spider Man I remembered reading comics in like the the eighties and nineties. He was the yeah. Spider Man that I saw in the cartoon series of the nineties. Um, mm-hmm. But I think if you were more familiar with Spider Man from the sixties. Uh, cartoon, 
that they did, which is probably the first one that I ever saw, um, or you know, or you know, earlier comics, then Toby Maguire may have been a more uh, a, a more um, stop it, Jim. Um, he, he may have been more your your version of what Peter Parker would have been like, yeah, um, yeah. and what you expected that character to be portrayed like. But to me, he was the the Peter Parker I've been waiting to see. Yeah, everyone had been like you know, Tobey Maguire had his good points and Andrew Garfield had his good points, but to me, that was the Peter Parker I'd always waited to see. So mm-hmm. I think I think that might play into how you enjoy it. I definitely I I know what you you, you mean. About it being a bit light in tone, somebody described it as being as if John Hughes had uh, had made a Spider-Man film. You know, so uh, you know there was a little bit of like the Breakfast Club in there and yeah. those kind of eighties teen uh, comedy things in there, as well as it being a superhero film. And mm-hmm. I-, I think it was a lot more balanced light that compared to others, which have been more straight up superhero. So. Yeah. I think it depends on how you feel about that as well, but yeah. um, that's good. I, I th- to be I honest, mean, it's good that you didn't love it because everyone seems to have been really yeah. high about it, and I think it's good that not everyone shares that opinion. Yeah, I mean, on the positive side, I did quite, I did like Michael Keaton mm. as the as the villain mm. um, because, um, and, and as like I said, I like. I like my superheroes a little bit on the harder edge, so sort of Batman Begins, you know, Christopher Nolan type type Batman. Um, but by the same token, I don't like the villains to be um, so outlandish. And Michael Keaton, I thought was was a pretty good balance. You know, he was a kind of um, he, he was he was a bad guy, but you know, he wasn't like extreme. Uh, bad guy, and I thought that was, that was a pretty good storyline. Yeah, and then normally they're very black and white, aren't they? They're yeah, like how hard would it got to be? But with with his character, you mm-hmm. felt it was a lot more grey than yeah. than black or white. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I liked uh, I liked that aspect of it. Um, I didn't mind the sort of Tony Stark you know, interactions, the the whole kind of Marvel Universe piece, that was okay. It was, it's got to be done, I guess. It's, but it was done, you know, pretty much seamlessly. So I didn't really mind that too much. Yeah. So yeah, enjoyed it. It's good. See what happens. Um, I'm sure there'll be another one. See how it goes. See if it evolves. Because obviously you would believe that he's going to get older as the films go on. So yes. it, should, uh, it should maybe change a little bit. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Right. I did, the apes this week. Yeah. By the way, did you stay for the end credits? Yeah, I did. Yeah. 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 I, I I do like that. Um, yeah. I I think it's a great uh, trick on the public. Um, yeah, I saw Planet of the Apes at the weekend, and uh, not to not to hype it up too much before you've seen it, but um, it's probably my favourite film this year. Hmm. Really, really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I, some my friend would see it and didn't feel anywhere near as strongly about it as I did. Um, so I, you know, I, I think it will it could divide people, but I think if you mm. like the the first two Planet of the Apes films, then you'll you'll like this one. Yeah, um, I did. I like to yeah. like those two. Yeah, really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, mm. 
But there was a lot of movie news that was released at D23. Both days. And I'm sure you had your eyes all over the Marvel panel, Paul. I did, yeah. You can't, can't argue with that. And I'm just still waiting here to see the, this footage. Someone must have recorded it. <laughs> I, well, I mean, to be honest, I'm actually... I, I know what footage you're after. Yeah. But to be honest, there was footage from the animation panel that I was even more eager to see. Well, yeah. I think. So, uh, yeah. But do you want to talk about what happened at Marvel? Yeah. Do we want to talk about the whole panel? What happened beforehand? Uh, yeah, the other films, or... Yeah. So, first of all, we had our first look at Wrinkle in Time. Which um, I know nothing about, by the way. No, is... I don't either, other than Opera Winfrey's in it. Yeah. That's... That's all I know about it. You have a film. You have a film. Everybody have a film. Well, apparently she did that with posters. <laughs> so, after being made a Disney legend to start with. Um, and can I just ask, does anyone know why she was a Disney legend? Well, her first show was on ABC. Oh, good um, grief. Way back before Disney even owned ABC. Yeah. So, and it's the same. A lot of the legends this year were were exactly the same because obviously Stanley was made a legend. Um, yeah, who but... did all his did all his work before Disney owned Marvel. Um, Mark Hamill, most of his Star Wars work was done before Disney owned them. Um, yeah, but so... I mean the thing I, I know what you mean, but I mean Mark Hamill a little bit less so, but Stanley, I mean. How much of an effect has the, have the Marvel films had on Disney? Yeah, do you know what I mean? I, I'd even, I mean, even you could argue Star Wars because look how big the Force Awakens and Rogue One have been. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I. I but Oprah Winfrey just felt a bit of a stretch. Anyone and then obviously takes... the the surprise one was uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Ooh. Yeah, but see that legends. See the thing is, she's done. She's been in some yeah. quite big Disney films, so I I got that. Um, to me, it was just <sighs> anyone that takes the piss out of the WWE Hall of Fame because of having people like Trump and Tyson and Drew Carey in there can't take the piss out of that whilst praising the Disney legends, in my opinion. Yeah, both. The, the, thing, the Mark Hamill one, though. Am I right in thinking that Mark Hamill is a Disney legend, but up to this point, for Disney, he hasn't spoken a single word on screen, has he? <laughs> right, okay. I just wanted to check that. <laughs> to be fair, though, as Oprah Winfrey, at least Whoopi Goldberg was in Toy Story 3 and The Lion King. Yeah. Um, Oprah Winfrey, she... Maybe she must have oh, done no, she something. Yeah. She was in... Princess and the Frog. Oh, bollocks. Yes, she was. There you go. Yeah. That makes sense now. Um, Saying that, um, Whoopi Goldberg made some interesting comments about Song of the South. She did. That would be interesting. Apparently the first comment she made. Was it really? In her her interviews afterwards. Yeah. Was that I believe that Disney should re-release Song of the South. It's interesting. I I think she had some points. Yeah, um, I think she should. I think they should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I you know. In, in times of self, I, I think as long as 
you're doing it with reason and you want to explain context and I, I don't really see what the problem is as long as you're doing yeah, it for I, those reasons I think people have got to accept that some things were made in different times and yeah. you know oh, the value it's like taking I mean, the smoke out of Pinocchio or something yeah, yeah. which they probably will at some point mm. but. yeah that was the one that I had was that they were going to take the, uh, the mermaids out of Peter Pan because they're sexist I actually thought you were going to say The Little Mermaid then. Because that's going to really change <laughs> that, that film. Be even better. Yeah. But should, shouldn't they take the Lost Boys out as well then? Yeah. Well, they are vampires. It's not the Lost People, it's the Lost Boys. <laughs> Where do you stop this crap? <laughs> yeah, Sardis kicking in now. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah, so. Uh, Anyway, back to uh, what's it called? Stitching time. Wrinkling no. time. time. So none time, of us know anything about. No, but it's it's a book. It's it's, a, yeah. it's an old book, isn't it? Quite yeah. a famous book. Um, I just think it's probably one of those books that never made the the crossing over in terms of popularity. Like yeah. uh, Bridge of Ter- Bridge of Terabithia was another one that seemed to be very popular in America, but wasn't really that known over here. Um, like Adrian Mole was popular here, but wasn't over there. Yeah, it was debatable, isn't it? No, it was it was popular over here. That's that's true. Um, but yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of hype around it, and uh, people that saw the footage had some good things to say about it. Yeah. So yeah, popular cast. So, but then so so was it into the woods. So we'll say did that bomb. Yeah, I think, I think bomb, so. It? it kind of disappeared, didn't it? Yeah. Without a trace. But it's a musical, isn't it? Yeah. Into the woods. Musical, like movie musicals generally aren't well received. You know, very few have have done well in that regard. Like, I think that's like when, you know, the producers was turning into a, a movie musical. And that, I thought that was going to do quite well. And that completely bombed. Um, yeah, to be honest, the only musical movie musicals that tend to do quite well in are cartoon ones. Yeah, Mum and Me oh, did all right. Les Misérables. Yeah, but there's a very short list of those. Very Les Misérables, you get a uh, Into the Woods. And talking of musicals, the next one up was uh, Mary Poppins Returns. Mary Poppins Returns, y'all. <laughs> this is what they should call it, of course. Yeah. Um, and they they showed some footage, didn't they? They did. They showed a little bit of footage. I think it was mainly you know those stills they released a, a oh, couple okay. of months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was kind of those scenes were were actually shown okay. rather than just because I know the the bit of Lin Manuel Miranda yeah. when he's up the lamppost that was included. That that little bit was included. Um, and I, I think there was a bit included with Mary Poppins going up some banisters. Yeah, probably. Well. And I did read that there was a scene of people flying kites. Okay. Oh, and apparently yes. that's when she arrives. Yes, yes, I did see that. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. And then they released like a little motion poster, didn't they, of her as well? They they did, which... Um, you know what? I think that's the first time I've been disappointed so far. Yeah. I didn't... I always thought she was a good choice to play her. But that motion poster did not sell it to me at all. 
Mm. I was quite surprised actually how I felt about it. I was, uh, and it's just her looking up. You know, she's she's kind of bent down, heads bowed down, 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 and yeah. then she she reveals her face and that. But yeah, something about it. I just I wasn't sure. I mean, she's got her umbrella with the the parrot head. Yeah. Still, although it looks obviously looks a bit different, um, but um, the bag still. Yeah, I don't know if it was what she was wearing. I'm not something. Just yeah, didn't... I'm not convinced by that either. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was the outfit choice, but something just didn't sit right. I've still got high hopes. I still think it'll yeah. be good. I like I like Emily Blunt. Uh, I mean, I like her more in uh, Live Die Repeat or whatever it's Die. What's it called? Day. What's that film oh, called? Die out, die, oh, die, oh. Another day. No, that's a Bond film. <laughs> that's the worst one. <laughs> Love um, die, repeat. No, that's um, die, repeat. That's its that's its uh, alternative title because it flops. Yeah. Edge of tomorrow. Oh. Edge yeah, of tomorrow. tomorrow yeah. That's the one. Yeah, they okay. renamed it Live Die. Or they didn't even rename it. They just put that in big letters on the DVD and Blu-ray release. To make right. you forget what it was actually called. It's a bloody good film, but it's even getting a sequel. But um, it just flopped. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I like Emily Blunt, and I I love um, Lin Manuel Miranda. Um, and uh, is it Ben Ben Wilshaw? Yeah, it's playing ben Michael. Michael, um, and I like him. I can't remember who's playing, playing Jane. Jane. Samantha Bond. I think. No, you can't be Samantha Bond, no. surely. It's someone of that ilk. Okay, like. okay. Uh, and apparently they should have with Dick Van Dyke. Yes. Who's actually reprising a character. Yes. But... He's playing Mr. Dawes Jr. Yes. Which I think is a very, very nice nod indeed. Not having to wear yeah. the makeup, of course, now. Yeah. Um, I imagine. But that's good. And I think they also showed a clip of Angela Lansbury. Yes, as the balloon lady. Uh, who's a teapot. Surprisingly enough, a teapot that sells balloons. Uh, um, that may and they showed Colin Firth as well. Ah, who's as playing another, as another bank manager? Yes, yes. Is that? I think the film's about them losing the childhood home. Yeah, or something. He's trying to take it away. So that'd be I good. think Mary Poppins should be played by a man. <laughs> <laughs> Just well, to take what? back from Doctor Who. Um, oh boy, yeah. yeah. Michael Rocker. Yeah. What? Marty Poppins. Mike, Mike Poppins. Yeah, Marty Poppins. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've still got some high hopes, but uh, we'll see. I mean, we didn't see the trailer and everything, and no. I think it. I think it was quite well received. Um, yeah, I just need to see her in a different outfit. Um, okay, so that's that's the big release for. I mean, Jesus, it's, it's a year and a half away. Yeah, isn't it? That's what I can't get my head around. It's a year and a half that's away. Jesus. Taking the Star Wars slot. Yes, yes, because that's Which, and, uh, May yeah. 9, 2019, isn't it? Well, we think it is. Yes. <laughs> um, but that takes us on to the next one. Uh, the Last Jedi. Yes. I but haven't little... seen the footage. Have you not seen it? I watched no. it once and wasn't really taking a lot of notice because I was watching so many different videos. I kind of stuck the, the presentation on and it right. was kind of going in the background. Right. Um, so I've not watched the actual proper footage of it. I've just seen it kind of from a distance. Right. Uh, it's some behind-the-scenes stuff, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, showing yeah. some of the new alien creatures and not really showing 
a lot story wise I don't think we got much from it to be um, honest I'm kind of done yeah. I just want to see the film now yeah I don't really want to see like uh, I was really hyped for The Force Awakens and I really enjoyed it and I was excited seeing the trailers coming out and oh there's a new trailer coming out tomorrow but with this I just want I just want to see the film yeah I almost want to know as little as possible going into it I I can I I'm, I can't wait for it to come out but I I think I can wait to I'll wait for it to come out without trying to spoil any of the more any more of the film for me. Yeah, I, I don't think they need to do as many trailers as they did last time. No, no, there was way too many last time, and I think that that's become a habit of Disney's, and hopefully they'll they'll start to cut that out. Yeah, I hope so. I think they've done it, and they've done it with a lot of films. They did it with Civil War. They even did it with Pirates of the Caribbean, mm. where they showed too much of it. And I think even Spider Man, we discussed it. That a lot of the set pieces were were shown in the trailers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, for, uh, as an example to that, I didn't see a single trailer for War of the Planet of the Apes. Not a single no. trailer. Um, I just knew I wanted to go and see it. And maybe my enjoyment for it was heightened because I didn't know... There was nothing... Like, everything was a surprise to me. Like There was nothing that I thought, oh yeah, I've seen a bit of that in the trailer. So yeah. maybe maybe that's what they should try and do is is focus. I know what trailers are for, but I I don't think for those films you need to worry so much about it. For like smaller oh. films, absolutely because they're trying to find an audience. But I think for these bigger event films, you don't need to. I mean, for, like for example, if they just stuck a skull and crossbones up and said parts of the Caribbean five, I probably would have yeah. seen it. Regardless, yeah. if I'd seen another trailer for it. Um, but yeah, you do feel sometimes that you've seen the film by watching the trailers. So, and then obviously moving on to the biggest event movie possibly ever. Um, talk of in part one of a, a billion dollar movie. Well, this is a uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Yep. Um, Fifteen Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy on stage at the same time. Uh, alongside their, one of their directors. I was going to say, uh, only one of them turned up, didn't they? Yeah, because the other one was still filming. Um, I'm assuming with certain characters that weren't on stage. Right, yeah. Um, Mr. Chris Evans, I'm looking at you. <laughs> wherever you were. Sin is apparently you're a Disney uh, annual pass holder, so I can't imagine you, you missed it for uh, any reason other than that you were working. <laughs> um, so, yeah... Uh, Guardians, Chris Pratt was missing as well, um, yeah. but he's only just finished filming Jurassic World, so I yeah, think he's on wrapped, holiday. That's just Raptors yeah. in London. Yeah, um, Dave, Davy Batista was there. Yeah, representing Karen the Guardians. Gillen. Yeah, uh, Pom Clemente was there as oh, well. And this, oh, okay. yeah. Um, so Zoe and it was Zoe and Chris that were missing at the the live action. Yeah, no Vin Diesel or Bradley Cooper, but then they didn't do any press for Guardians Volume Two anyway. I didn't do so it for it Guardians wasn't... Volume One. Well, Vin did a little bit. Oh, did he? Um, Bradley, I don't think gives a hoot. I think he just goes in, makes his money, and he's gone again. Yeah. Um, the Avengers. There wasn't anyone other than Chris really that was missing. Yeah, he was. Um, he was Ron Marhouse getting pissed. 
Drinking cider. Yeah, we were watching D23 on Lou Mangella's box. <laughs> I told him he should have gone. <laughs> oh, and Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd was missing as well, but he's he's filming Ant Man at the moment, so. Yes, yeah, the film that not lost surprised. Blown, aren't yeah. yeah. Uh, wasn't surprised. Benny, Benny was missing, there. Evil was he? Who Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah. yeah. Was he there? Yeah. Yes. Oh. He was. Uh, he was actually keeping Tom Holland in check. <laughs> well, someone asked uh, Making any spoilers? And at one stage, there's a great interview where the the interviewer asked Tom whether he was going to be an Avenger or not. Uh. And then he started to talk and went. Benedict goes. I can answer that. <laughs> Tom Holland's a great actor. I love working with him. On to the next question. <laughs> uh, I know. Uh, I know Mark Ruffalo and uh, Don Cheadle were uh, also doing interviews together, and uh, yeah. at one point, um, Mark Ruffalo almost let slip. Well, he kind of did let slip something, but I don't know how seriously to kind of take it. So uh, but... he also confirmed that he won't be doing a Hulk solo movie. No, but I mean, I, I think anyone really knew that was going to be the case anyway, because yeah. it's still tied up with Universal Red Tape. So, you know, until, unless that situation's resolved, I, to be honest, I think they're just being a bit silly because yeah. they've got the license; they're not doing anything with it. If they did a they deal can't. like Sony, yeah, then they Universal could... can't do anything with it. They've only got distribution rights. Yeah, but surely they'd have to come to an agreement with Disney anyway. Yeah, well, they're basically they're not going to make any money from the deal mm. in the situation they're in at the moment. They can't make a film because they don't own those rights. Disney own the rights. Disney could make a film, but it wouldn't be it. released. Right. <laughs> um, be like Roger Corman and the Fantastic Four, then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. So that, those rights are just sitting there gathering dust, basically. Yeah, crazy, 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 crazy. So, but uh, yeah, they showed. I think it must have been a two or three minute clip from from hearing what they described. Um, they described the first meeting of the Guardians with an Avenger. Yep. Um, they meet Thor very early on. Um, and from what's being said, Thor Ragnarok will go straight into Infinity War. Oh, so right, okay. It's probably very, very close to the end of Thor Ragnarok. Right. So maybe, I wonder if we'll even see an end credit sting involving yeah, the Guardians. Yeah, it might well be that we, we might see the Milano yeah. right at the end. Um, so we saw that. We saw... I'm really looking forward to that, considering how much I hated uh, the Dark... Was it Dark, the Dark, dark World? Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to Ragnarok. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot so my, the cast is fantastic in Ragnarok. Oh, to me, I love the director. So yeah. uh, I don't know if you've ever seen. If you haven't seen it, I really recommend Hunt for the Wilder People. It's not a superhero film at all. Yeah, he's yeah. it, like he's just a very good comedic uh, director. But I imagine that he'd get a, a great film out of Thor, keeping it humorous but still a, a Thor film. Yeah, I think it'll do good stuff. Um, never beat Jeff Goldblum well yeah he's there as well of course yeah so we also find out that Loki is in Infinity War interesting because I know yeah. he's obviously going to be in, in Ragnarok because I went into my local Toys R Us the other day 
and they've already got the Thor sets out for the Lego. Not out until November. I know, but the Lego sets are out in my local Toys R Us. I think, to be honest, I think they've released them a little bit early. I don't think yeah. they're supposed to have been out yet, but they were there next to the Spider-Man Homecoming sets. Um, so I was like, oh, Loki's in it. Yeah. And some other characters, which I won't know. Uh, went to Soldier's Back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he was on stage as well. Yeah. Yes. Um, looks like he's fighting alongside Black Panther for the bulk of it, which is to be expected after the end of the Civil War. Yep. Um, we saw the Guardians get taken out by Thanos. Completely destroyed. Um, but we kind of expect that for this first film. Um, we expect him to get taken down only to come back in the second part and destroy Thanos, I would imagine. Um, what else did we say? Um, I think they should team up the Winter Soldier with Olaf. I'm just <laughs> thinking as an idea. Olaf was the original Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, that we, I know, I know Spider-Man was seen in the clips as well. Spider-Man's in it quite a bit, yeah. considering he was rumoured to only be a cameo role, wearing uh, the costume from the end of Homecoming. Really? Yes. Um, and also showing his Spider-Sense. Yes, because I didn't notice that, but... Um... That was I, I, again something else I noticed on Adam podcast was the fact that there seemed to be a lack of spider sense, which yes, I put it was, it was spoken about about a week ago by the director saying we don't know what we're doing with it yet, and quite clearly he knew what they were doing with it. Yeah, just couldn't say it. To be honest, I thought puberty. When I actually thought about it, I was like, well, yeah. he's only fifteen. Maybe well, say he'll grow into. Weirdly, in the comics, it took a blow to the head to trigger it. Okay. So I was wondering whether that blow to the head that he got from Vulture at the end might possibly be the trigger. Yeah. Or the building so, falling on him. Yeah. All number of things. So yeah, okay. so yeah we see that. Um, just trying to think what else. Well, uh, Scarlet Witch was on stage, so she's obviously yes, in it. They did. They only showed a slight clip of her vision. They didn't show Vision, Ant-Man. We got a glimpse of uh, Steve Rogers. Actually, Ant Man um, was in all the clips. Yeah, we just, just couldn't, couldn't see him. him. He was just that small. Yeah. Um, yeah, we get a clip of Steve Rogers, um, no longer Captain America. Mm. Uh, after giving up the shield, the rumor is that he will be taking up the mantle of Nomad from the comics. Um, apparently, he has a huge, great, big, bushy beard. But who will be Captain America? Well, no one at the moment. Um, Probably until Steve Rogers dies at the end of the second part. Ah, oh, um, spoiler alert! <laughs> there's no guarantee that's going to happen, <laughs> but I think it will. Yeah, uh, his contract ends at the end of the second part. So well, a, lot of, a lot of people's contracts end at the end of the second part. So, yeah, uh, yeah, that'd be interesting. I'm in uh, discussions, but I just I shouldn't really say that. But I'm in discussions for the role. But yeah, just keep on the download, Paul. Just cap, in case. Cap. Captain Scotland. <laughs> New character. <laughs> Come here, really? you wee lassie. <laughs> you, you say that, they're talking about bringing Captain Britain into the MCU, so oh, it might no. be alright. That's true. Oh, yeah. no. Was, uh, was, Captain, was Captain Marvel seen at all? No, she wasn't. Okay. Interesting. Um, 
she is rumoured to be in it. Whether that's the first part or the second, I'm not sure. Mm. But there was some shots of some of the Avengers in space. Uh, Spider-Man, Iron Man, all seen off-planet. So, And there was also a scene between Doctor Strange and Star-Lord was included in it, of uh, Doctor Strange building like platforms for Star-Lord to jump off of. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's going to be a dance-off. <laughs> that might be afterwards. <laughs> and I think uh, the trailer ends with uh, Thanos trying to squeeze Thor's head. Yes. Into yes, a pulp. Like yeah. So, so, yeah, quite a, quite a action-packed sequence. I, I, they weren't calling it a trailer. Um, so I'm guessing something else. They have said that there is a trailer coming sooner than you think. So... With San Diego Comic Con this this coming weekend, yeah. don't be surprised. Don't get one. I, I think we'll in, see it Saturday. I think we'll see it yeah. Saturday for the public. I think they'll show it at San Diego and then immediately put it online. That would be my my inkling. And that was that was the movie panel. Hmm. And there was also an animation panel, yes. which I think we we should go into uh, briefly because uh, appreciate this will be quite a long podcast for everyone to listen to in two halves. Um, I think for me, the most exciting news was probably around Ola. No, <laughs> but what I didn't get about that, and no one seems to have explained correctly, is Olaf has this new short, doesn't he, at Christmas? Yeah. What's it called? Olaf's what? Olaf's Christmas. Christmas, oh, holiday adventure or something? Oh, yes, it'll have to be called holiday because we can't call it yeah. Christmas. Um, so that's coming out this year. Now, I understood that was going to be like an ABC TV special, like Prep and Landing or the Toy Story uh, 2 that they did, the te- like the yeah. um, Toy Story Terror and yeah. Time Forgot. Um, so it's like a 20-minute like film. I'm now hearing it's going to be put in front of Coco. Yep, it's going to be the short in front of Coco. Yeah, but that's not a short, Paul. No, it's not. 21 minutes isn't a short. No, and I'm wondering whether Coco has come up short, short in running length. That still doesn't make sense, though. Like, I mean, Frozen Fever that they whacked out in front of Cinderella was about six minutes. Yeah. And that was plenty. Like, in, in terms of what a short should be before a film. Uh, 20 minutes I just think it's a bit of a piss take to be honest 20 minutes with 4 songs it would it, to be honest if I knew that I was going to go and see a film and I'd have to sit for a 20 minute short before the film it'd probably put me off if I'm honest and I like Olaf but I want to watch that in my, my own time not in front of a film I suppose I it's better than all the ads we get but no because you're going to get the ads and all aren't you yeah Unless they're worried about the film, and it's you know they're trying to draw in the frozen yeah. audience. Yeah, that could well be it. I mean, Coco does seem to be a bit of an odd. I mean, I think it looks good, but it does. It is a bit of an odd concept for a a cartoon. And we already saw from the Book of Life that came out a couple of years ago that you know that thing doesn't seem to set the box office alight. So maybe that's it. Maybe you're, you're both right. Maybe it's a ploy to bring in people fearing that Coco's not going to be um, a big hit. So it, it seemed to go down well 
during the animation panel, they had a live performance, didn't they? From two of the, the actors from Benjamin Bratt, in fact. Did a live musical performance. Oh, what, from Coco? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise that. I, I know Josh yeah. Gates um, did a song from the Olaf yeah. bit. Um, and I, I think someone, was it Kristen Bell, made a quip about Olaf's Sauna Adventure or something? Yeah. It's the next one, which uh, might, might please some people. Uh, funny enough, I actually went to see the Book of Mormon on Saturday as part of my birthday present. And um, the guy that they had playing uh, the the main, well, I suppose really the main lead, he certainly does more of the singing, um, was blatantly being Josh Gad. Because Josh Gad obviously originated that part on Broadway. Yeah. Before you know that kind of you know was his stepping stone. It was you know he was doing that musical with uh, the creators that led him to get the part of Olaf, because he obviously you know one of the co-writers of the Book of Mormon co-wrote the songs for Frozen, um, and that's obviously where Josh Gad then became really famous. Um, so I'm not sure if that's what they do with all the productions now, but it was like he was channeling Josh Gad, which was both really good but also a bit strange at the same time. I actually think Josh Gad doesn't know how to be Josh Gad anymore. Yes. I think he just, it's just Olaf now. Yeah, yeah. I think you could be, I think you could be right. Um, but, he, you know, he seems like a really nice guy. I think I've got a lot of time for him, but I know what you mean. Um, okay, so that was, that was Coco and that. Um, the film that I was more excited about was actually The Incredibles 2, um, which they showed... Um, they showed some some art from. They didn't show any clips, did they? I think they showed some like because they only just started drawing it. I think they showed some some of the the smallest child. They can't have just started drawing it, isn't it? Out next year. Well, yeah. They apparently they said they're only just just starting production. That... So whether they everything's designed and they've just got to now do the storyline um, properly, but they 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 showed some like basic footage of the smallest child and his superpowers yes so Jack Jack yes That's because it. I think the, the idea is that this film follows on from the fir- the end of the first film and yeah so they, they said it, it starts more or less straight after the, the first film so they weren't actually aware that Jack Jack had any powers yeah because in the, in the little short they did after Incredibles with Jack Jack uh, which was based around when he was being babysat um, and what happened when they tried to capture him? They obviously still they were stuck on the island. They had no idea what was going on, so they've got no idea that he's got his superpowers yet. So uh, yeah, that, I mean, I, I, I am excited for that. I you know I, I like the Incredibles a lot, and I think that um, this will be good. And I think it'll be a good way of Brad Bird doing another decent animated film because I think yeah. Ratatouille is incredibly overrated. Sorry, not just a um, attraction. <laughs> His live-action films haven't been great either. Um, I liked his Mission Impossible. I thought yeah. that was pretty good. Tomorrowland was a failed experiment to me. Yeah, I, it wasn't what people were expecting, was it? No, I liked it, but yeah. I don't think they... I don't think anyone knew what they wanted it to be. Right. And I put a lot of that down to who wrote the film as well, if I'm completely honest. Because uh, Damien Lindoff is... Uh, He's, he's yeah. got a bit of a reputation. Um, so there was Incredibles 2. Uh, they also talked a little bit about Toy Story 4. 
Yeah. And they announced it's no longer going to be co-directed. No, John Lasseter has moved on. Stepped down. Um, Probably too busy. And obviously feels it's in capable hands, so that's good. And I think they showed some concepts of some of the new characters that are going to be in in Toy Story 4. Yeah. We're still, what, we two years away from Toy Story 4? Is it three? Two. Two years. 2019. Okay, cool. So there was a bit of that. Um, But the one that got me most interested was Wreck-It Ralph 2. I think it's the one that got everybody most interested. I mean, it sounded phenomenal. Yeah. I liked Wreck-It Ralph. Um, And when I went to see it at the cinema, I really, really loved it. And when I've watched it again, while I still think it's good, and there's a lot of good in-jokes in it, especially if you like video games, um, I don't think I was... You know, I think the first one was definitely the best time I watched it. Um, It's not that it doesn't hold up uh, to repeat viewings. It's still a good film, but I just think the first time, I, I probably wasn't expecting too much from it. Um, and so really, really enjoyed it. But the the idea of this new one sounds brilliant. And again, I wasn't even taken that much by the concept of it, but it sounds like they've taken a little bit of uh, creative influence from the Lego movie. Yeah. That's probably the easiest way of describing like... it. Um, and it's very self-relevant, I think. Yes. Yeah, very meta, as yeah. the cool kids would say. Um, so... Uh, the the scene and they showed the scene as well, didn't they? They didn't just talk yes. about it. Um, but they obviously they go to Oh My Disney because they go. So the whole film is about them going on the internet, finding a way to access the uh, the internet and going on to the internet rather than the video games. And they go on a website called Oh My Disney, which is a real, a real site, I believe. Yeah, I just never used it. I didn't know. Um, and Vanellope meets some of the Disney princesses. And they're all voiced by their original voices. So Jodie Benson was back for uh, Ariel and uh, Pedro Hara as for, Belle. for Belle, um, and Mandy Moore for Rapunzel. Kristen um, Bell was Anna. Now, did they say that they brought back the original voice of Snow White? I would imagine it's not the original. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I would imagine it's now. the current one. Yeah. Because they have someone on, on the books that, that covers. Oh, of course, because of, yeah, because of things like Sophia the First, won't they? Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, so it seemed quite self referential. My favourite part of proceedings, because obviously they were quite offended at, at Vanellope calling herself a princess, yeah. is apparently Cinderella breaks her glass slipper. And threatens her with this broken glass slipper. As if it's a broken glass. My my favourite bit is the bit where they tell Merida they can't understand her. Oh really? And and that she's from the and that she's from the other company. <laughs> Mr. D, what are you gonna say about that? I think that's racist. <laughs> that's what I've got to say about that. <laughs> But it sounded it sounded uh like it's they they've they've you know really thought hard about how to you know take that idea and run with it. Um I think that was one of the strongest points of Wreck It Ralph is that you know because they wanted it to be based in a video game world rather than create um you know all of these 
fake video games. Obviously, the two main or the three main video games you see in that film are created for the film. But you see all of these characters from all these other really famous video games, or they have little bit parts or whatever. Um, and it's it, it's little touches like that that give you that sense of realism. So I think they've taken that idea and ran with it. And it'll be interesting to see, because obviously, quite famously, the only big video game stars that you didn't see in Wreck-It Ralph were the Mario Brothers. Where Nintendo kind of put a veto a veto on it um, for whatever reason, um, I think they probably kicked themselves a little bit afterwards after it had done so well. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if that's rectified in this new one. See if uh, you know people are more willing to have their characters featured now because of it. But uh, yeah, I, I think that looks really, really good. Or sounds really, really good anyway. Um, no footage of that has emerged as yet either. Um, and that comes out next November, doesn't it? November yeah. 2018. So I'm hoping that we get it at a similar kind of time, and they're not going to try and delay it for the um, the half term holidays in February, because that's what they did with the first Wreck It Ralph. I yeah. think, if I remember rightly, I think I watched Wreck It Ralph at the cinema the week it came out. And then two weeks later, had a 3D Blu-ray of it from America. Yeah, I had a friend that was in in America and bought it literally the week after we'd seen it. Yeah, yeah. I know I got it sent over to me quite quickly. He's got a friend out there who picked it up, but uh, yeah. So hopefully that's not the same case this time. Uh, was there anything else mentioned on the animation panel, panel that's probably? I don't think so. There was there was mention of a. A new Pixar film, I believe. Uh, no title. Oh, that was yes. a modern, a modern suburban city. But that was that was more or less all they gave away. There, I know there was one about some elves. Yeah, that were looking for their father, which was based on uh, the director's own childhood, not in yeah. him being an elf, but about the situation with the father not being around anymore. Or like having died, um, so I know that's something that's uh, on the books as well. And I think there was a short. They were talking about a short film that they were working on with some new technology that was about planes. Yeah, which doesn't look like it's got anything to do with the planes franchise. No, there was there was talk that there was there was going to be another sequel. Oh really? To planes? Yeah, there was when they released the list of films before the the live action. They had all the all the films live action and animated together, and there was a Disney Toons unnamed film right. on that list, yeah, which Disney is believed Toons, to be the third planes. Yeah, Disney Toons. Disney Toons are the studio that does that. Yeah, those films, isn't it? It's like the director DVD. Yeah, uh, there was rumours it was going to be about going into space, so it'd be about rockets rather than planes. Right. Yeah, because I know I know there was supposed to be some more Tinkerbell films. Yeah, but they cut that series short. The last yeah. few didn't perform so well, so that's that's interesting. And there are, I did notice as well, there are a few slots available in that live action uh, slate that they've got for Disney films of untitled projects. So we haven't had an announcement, but Tron Three, there's room for yeah. you. Up. Jared Leto lets you do it and stuff. Other things fall into place. Who knows? We could see another Tron. Um, cool. I think I think that was. 
pretty much it, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I think I, I so. Think that covers everything with D23. Uh, unless, Mr. D, was there anything that we, we failed to mention? Uh, no, I think that was. Um, I think we covered a lot there. Yeah, I think we certainly covered, all the big stuff. Yeah, I think we covered a bloody lot. So I think you should. Yeah. Uh, I hope you really enjoy these podcasts. We've talked yeah, an awful wanna, lot. Yeah, I do want to give a shout out to my my favourite moment of the whole weekend. For anybody that watches the Diz, um, they were doing live shows mm. every morning and every evening. Um, on one stage, they were they were doing their live show, and um, a couple of people walked in behind them. Um, Mr. Wu and Mr. Scarred decided to photobomb <laughs> while they were recording and were posing for photos and, and stuff behind them. Problem was, Craig actually realised what they were doing and knew who they were and just absolutely lost it and was was just trying so badly not to laugh because he knew exactly he could see them. They were behind him and he'd got the screen in front of him and he could see them behind him. Right. And they're posing for photos and swapping hats and all sorts of things and and craig just absolutely lost it and it was just just brilliant completely spare of the moment thing and craig quite clearly knew who it was as well and he just and the other two didn't know and craig's just sitting there laughing while they're doing all sorts of things behind him it was just just great a completely live moment as well so go go and check that out i think it was on there might have been on their day two wrap up show. Um, Adam actually inserted it into his video, um, and had actually put the camera out. They put it opposite the stand and left their camera out, so they filmed it from a distance as well. Uh, right, okay. And you can you, you can spot Craig at, when he realizes who it is, and he's just like, "Oh God, here we go." So not not our Craig. Not, not our, our Craig. Craig. No, no. It'll probably piss himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing I thought we we should mention just before we go, um, just because I thought it was quite big news, is uh, not announced at D twenty three for obvious reasons. Is that uh, Steve Whitmire uh, has been sacked as the voice of Kermit the Frog after twenty seven years? Now, what was quite interesting about this is that he was handpicked by Jim Henson. Take over the role. So he's been voicing Kermit for 27 years. Um, now, at first, it looked like it was when it, the news broke. It looked like it was possibly amicable. There didn't seem to be a reason why. Then uh, that was laser changed after he went public and said I was sacked, uh, and he didn't know why. Uh, didn't think he'd done anything wrong. Um, and Disney have come back out now and said that um, he was fired for unacceptable business conduct. Oh dear. Whatever that means. So, uh, yeah. Don't want to know what he's been doing with that puppet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it says, Kermit Puppetry says he was fired for giving unwanted notes. So, it'd be, you know, there's always, obviously, two sides to every story, but, uh, yeah, it looks like he was he was trying to uh, control what other people... Reading between lines, it looks like he was suggesting what other people should be doing with uh, some of the other characters, and it didn't go <laughs> down particularly well. Um, and the guy... He's caught, he's caught feeding Miss Piggy a pork sausage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, that, well, that's cannibalism, so no wonder. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, 
But uh, yeah, so he's he's gone and um, the guy who played, and I can't remember his name, I can't bother to look it up, um, but the guy who played Constantine, um, the evil Kermit the Frog in The Muppets Most Wanted, is going to be taking over the role as of, uh, well, now. Um, they do a, a Muppets address every week uh, on one of the Disney websites. Um, so starting this week, he will be taking over the role of Kermit the Frog. Ooh. So there you go. So a lot of people didn't like uh, the new Kermit the Frog because it didn't sound enough like Jim Henson. So it'll be interesting to see what this new Kermit the Frog will sound like and see how people react to it. But when someone's been doing that voice for 27 years... It's, um, it's quite a big change. Yeah. You know, a lot of my, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't grow up with the Muppet show, so I saw bits and pieces, but to me, Kermit's The Muppet Christmas Carol and Muppet Treasure Island and, you know, the films afterwards, um, and even like TV series like Muppets Tonight. So to me, you know, whilst most people associate Jim Henson, I actually probably associate Steve Whitmire more as being Kermit the Frog if I'm honest so it'll be probably weirder for me uh, than, than most people so it'll be, uh, be interesting when anyone takes over an iconic role like that it'll be slightly different so it'll be interesting to see how different it is but uh, yeah. yeah just thought I mentioned that so yeah yeah but uh, sorry to leave it on a downer but I think that's it um, I think we've talked long enough yeah. Everyone's bored of us now over the two podcasts. So And we're bored of ourselves as well. <laughs> I'm I'm constantly bored with myself, which is ironic considering that um Craig says I'll never shut up. Um He doesn't know the struggle I go through. But um thank you for listening to these two podcasts. I hope it's been a good look back at D twenty three. Um we are hoping that one of us will be at the next D twenty three. So we can have uh, an actual ear on the ground, yeah. interrupting the Diz and hanging about with Adam the Woo. Um, <laughs> I will certainly be interrupting the Diz. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's a given. It's a given. Wearing wearing Diz after dark t-shirts. Um, I'll go and put a pin badge on the table <laughs> in front of them. Just hold on above his head like Mickey is. That, that's the oh, oh, poor Pete. <laughs> He loves it. He's, I'm, you know, he was on an early show. Um, we need to get him back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been a very long time. But, um, yeah, thank you very much for, for listening. Hope you've enjoyed our D23 catch-up. And uh, we'll see you on another Diz After Dark soon. See ya. Thank you for listening to this show. If you would like to support us and the other After Dark Podcast Network shows, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's P-A-T-R-E-R-N dot com slash disafterdark. As well as supporting the show, there are other goodies available, including badges and soon t-shirts available as a thank you for your support.
Podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast. Network.